What's good? It's Adam Chris. I'm here to say whatever because I give the damn. <laughs> and today, guys, I'm by myself. I'm all alone. Um, I just wanted to take this time to, um, this is going to be an episode of reflection and appreciation to you all. I just want to tell you all, thank you so much for rocking with my brand, Black Tea Pie. Um, when I started this podcast, I was very scared. I wanted to start it for about a year and a half um i'm i'm glad i put forth the first foot forward to making steps to create this because it has turned into something that me and my co-host are in love with we um me and rio lavar put our all into this shit um we appreciate y'all for rocking with us we consider from our first episode to now our um that's our season one um and that's just how we're going to break it down. So when next year starts up, January 7th is going to be our first episode. be the start of basically season two. Um, so January 7th, 2019 will be our first episode of season two of the podcast. Um, I appreciate, once again, I appreciate you all for rocking with us. We have great download numbers. We have our analytics are amazing um i just appreciate everyone i just need y'all to start following our instagram at black teapot no spaces also if you want to be a guest or if you have any questions or feedback for us you can email us at black.t.pod at gmail.com um this has been a great experience it's been a roller coaster uh i have stressed this podcast and i'm still stressing over it just to perfect it, just to get it the way that I want it to be, the sound that I want it to sound like, the delivery that I want it to make. Um, I, um, honestly, I love this podcast because we, as you hear, like we fuck up. I talk shit to um, my other co-hosts. They talk shit to me. It's nothing. We don't edit anything. We don't cut anything out when we're editing these um, clips. We just go straight forward and we put it right on there because it's the real, the raw, and the uncut. Um, and we stand by that because that's what we want it to be. We want it to be as organic as possible. Uh, we do have some potty mouths and that's not going to stop because that's who we are. We talk that way. So and we want to give y'all the real deal. People fall in love with our personalities all the time. So why not put it out there um, and engage with people and, you know, just become popular of who you really are it's nothing like being yourself and then i want this to be a career for me so it's nothing like being yourself at your job so i just appreciate y'all again um continue to follow us like my mom said continue to listen to our bullshit i mean we always have some hot topics i i, I go through the week just tr- gathering information about stuff that we can give you guys rio takes time to do the pour my thesis segment and he has some great topics ryan takes his time throughout the week to do the fashion segment we just appreciate you all so much for listening and tuning in every monday um we will continue to do it every monday if anything changes we will post on our instagram i will post on my facebook real post on his facebook anything or any changes that we do change so if we do decide to change the day that we release the episodes for season two we will let you all know but as right now it's going to be every monday so january 7 2019 will definitely be our first episode and once again guys thanks for rocking with us this episode is really going to do a little um we don't have much of 
uh, past, I think we have like 10 or 11 episodes that I can give y'all some of our mental notes that meant a lot to me that I really like. And some of our, um, just some things, just like a flashback over 2018. Um, that's what this episode will be about. So tune in and listen. And thank you all for always supporting me. I love y'all. Black Teak Pie. Okay, guys. And for our last the, to complete our first fucking episode, we always gonna leave each other with a mental note of the week. And this week, some it's just something to help us that we didn't do good this following week, or that we need work on. You know, period. Um, what I know, I what mental note I want to leave with myself is communication. Um, Shut your mouth, because that's what I thought about this morning. I told you something <laughs> came to my mind. Communication. And that was Cause it, when me and Rio exchanged for words this weekend, it's no That shame. wasn't friendly. This, this is a raw podcast, and this is real. We have a real friendship. Friendships are not Perfect always, at all the no, time. like, you gonna have... And that's why I said... Like, and I was talking shit, she was talking shit, and <laughs> it was just a lack of communication. It was just one text message that could have been sent that could have resolved it all on both our ends, so it wasn't anybody's fault. But we did... She really brought it to my attention. She was like, it was a lack of communication. It could have been done a different way, blah, blah, blah. She she was the adult in the situation because I was childish. She the baby. <laughs> but communication always communicate especially with your close friends especially with your family let people know even not even just with strangers let people know exactly how you feel about stuff and it's not what you say it's it's not what you say is how you say say it's a way to say everything it's a way to present any situation and that's why one thing i had to cut you off i keep doing it but that's why i always tell myself i know how adam is so i know how to I know how to control my friend. Mm-hmm. I know how to somewhat get him back in his place without sounding like a parent. Period. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't even about putting him in his place. It's kind of like me also facing the fact of that, damn, I could have communicated better to him just like he could have communicated. The same, me. vice versa. So it was just like we yeah. we fucked up on both ends. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And, and I apologize. We're going to make it right. Yeah, but communication is key. We're because still we're here. we fucking close. It's been... 10 plus years Ten. invested into a friendship, bitch, that I would never let go. Because mm-hmm. like I've mentioned before, if it wasn't for him, Dustin, me and Brandon, yeah. and all of them, I don't feel like my confidence level as a person and then as who I am as an individual would be where it is now. So right. I always want to say I thank you and I love you for I being love you too, friends. so I love you too. But it's all about communication. It's just, you have to talk about stuff. We can't just keep harboring shit in and not discussing stuff because that... When you when you have a lack of communication, you build these uh, fuses and, and barriers. Yeah, and it's stuff that's not that can be talked about with a simple conversation. I'm telling you, I have had situations that I've been in that all it took was them coming to me saying, "Hey, you know, right, let's let's move on, let's blah blah blah." Something so simple that could make and it made my day a thousand times better. You can sit and think that something isn't bothering you. You can say it verbally. Oh, I ain't worried about that bitch. That shit ain't getting that shit ain't bothering me. But, when you but as soon as and it, but as soon as that person hits you up and y'all fix that situation, mm-hmm. you see how much better you feel. Yeah. You see how and you like, "Well, damn, that really was bothering me." Cuz now I feel a lot better. better. Yeah, you feel like you, it's a weightlifter. Yeah, shoulder. and if it had it, if it wasn't no problem, it wouldn't have been no weightlifted. You damn right. So it's like we have to talk about stuff, and I'm still struggling with this shit. That's why it's the mental note of the day. We I'm all ready. struggle with this. I feel like every human being, no matter if it's communication with a job, with a relationship, 
Because some people don't know how to communicate to their supervisors. Some people mm-hmm. don't know how to communicate to their coworkers. And you miss blessings and yeah. stuff like that. You, you do. have to be able to not hold stuff in because just like you said, you miss your blessings because you be so stuck on what some about just anything when it comes to that lack of communication. So always keep communication open, you guys. So always, y'all. That's our mental note for this week, you guys. For the week. <laughs> The girl, I'm motherfucking good mental note this week, bitch. Yes, as y'all see. So, um, the mental note for this week, you guys, is going to be consistency. Um, with consistency, I chose this as a mental note this week just to kind of pretty much tie in some of the things we've talked about throughout this week. Um, use it as something that's a source for us to continue to do what we're doing, and that's just showing consistency. Um, Coming in here each week. Each week, I have to continue to make sure that I schedule myself the correct time to make sure that I make myself available for this because it is something that I want us to consistently continue to do. Um, And it doesn't have to just be anything as far as job-wise. Relationships take a lot of consistency. Um, Just relaying back to the situation of our first segment of tonight, showing your mate consistency. Being there for your mate. It's everything, a lot of things that we do day in and day out take a lot of consistency. And wanting to see yourself succeed to your next level is going to take you to consistently prepare yourself for that. It's going to be hard. There's going to be times where you just want to give up. But you have to remind yourself all the things that you have done to continuously push yourself to your level of what you want to do is going to take a lot of consistency. Consistency is really like, it's the root of everything. Like... Um, in a rela- especially in a relationship, if if an individual isn't consistent, it's nothing. Without consistency, it's not anything. If you're not doing anything on a, if you're not doing it on a regular, it, I mean, it's not gonna work. You know, it's it shows you're out for yourself and not for and, the and, relationship. Yeah, and not even just a relationship, like you said, just overall in all things. If you want to start something, you have to be consistent and continue to do it, or it'll never get to where you want it to be. So consistency is a very good mental note, and I will definitely think about that this motherfucking week. Because that's one thing. I'm showing myself with consistency. I need to get myself back out there to continuously to build my brand within myself because every time I turn around, everybody's asking, not only me personally, but they ask my mom, they ask my friends, when is Rio cooking again? When is he Mm -hmm. cooking again? And it's just because I've been so inconsistent because of my current situation with my job that I haven't been able to be consistent. But you got to find time for But I promise y'all, the wintertime is here, or the springtime coming into the wintertime is here. And I made a mental note for myself today on the way here to do what we need to do for what we're consistently building. Oh, bitch, you need to get it together and be able to find that time to where you're consistently doing it every two weeks. Once if not month. once a week, um, I want to keep it going quicker than that because I know what I can push out and I know what I can have and I know I got a mm-hmm. good support system mm-hmm. behind me. Correct. Um, so I can't push myself to do it. You and know, you also once have every to, two weeks. You also have to make time for what you want because uh, you're gonna make time. <laughs> if you got a nigga, you're gonna make time to make sure you you're see right. him. So you need to put time into your brand and to into what you love doing. Just like you just said, even when you don't want to. Even when you just feel like, I don't fucking want to, I don't feel like doing it. You have to think about what you're building behind it. When people see that you're consistent with something, motherfuckers going to start setting up. If you do it every, uh, like, say you cook every two weeks, jobs are going to be, we do, 
this week and this week. Real we're cooking, cooking Thursday and so Friday. We'll, we'll do that. Well, that's what mm-hmm. they can they always depend on those days that you're going to cook. But without you being consistent, they can, nobody can depend on nobody you. Nobody can depend. They can't depend on you. So that's good for that's this week. That's it for the mental note, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the mental note of the week. And for the mental note of this week, get into it, Adam. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you Adam on a serious note. This is some real shit. Um it's about timing. Timing is everything. And I have a quote for you guys for with with this timing thing that I'm trying to get through to you guys um it's gonna be don't compare your life to others there's no comparison between the sun and the moon they shine when it's their time do y'all hear that now that's a word do y'all hear that so that's a word that means stop trying to force things Mm-hmm. That aren't ready for you at this moment in present time. God is gonna place it and and He's gonna put everything in order when it's time for it to come to the forefront. Come to the forefront. Just like this podcast, I presented to you one three month, months ago. And, exactly, and it didn't happen till three months later. Had God wanted it to happen when I told you, it would have happened when I told you. We had to get equipment. I need to mentally prepare myself. Correct. To make sure that I knew that this was gonna be right for me and. Make sure I had the courage for myself. And, you know, everything takes time for a reason. And when we become those people that rush ourselves into things, that's when mistakes happen. That's when things don't work out to the way we want them to work out. That's when you follow up with your friends and you follow up with your family because you want things to work on your time. Even but, with the men. Even yeah. in relationships. You cannot rush these things. And the thing is, when you rush it, it's not going to work. And when you look at... The thing is, what I caught myself doing, I'm going to speak from my personal experience. I look at people's, I, I, I look at how people progress in their career field and I compare it to my career field. Mm-hmm. And it's that's, you can't do that because God has his timing for when he wants stuff to happen for each individual. Mm-hmm. The stuff that is happening in other people's lives that you are watching on social media, social media is our biggest downfall because that shit can rush anything. It can rush your career. It can rush your relationship. It can rush your... I mean, anything. We got to stop looking at the way things are happening in other people's lives and think about how God wants things to happen in our lives. It's not going to work the same way that this person that you're following that's probably not following you on Instagram. It's not going to work that way. So stop thinking that you have to compare yourself to that individual. Things are working in the way the way the way that they are working for them. We don't what know if it's, it's, we don't know if it's for God if, if God is doing that for them or if they are rushing the process. So the thing is, you can see their progression, but you won't see what's gonna happen that's gonna be bad. So stop thinking that everything is sweet on the social media platforms. That's first and foremost because that's my downfall. I'm looking at the way people's lives are happening on social media platforms because I don't talk to people enough to know what the fuck going on in any bitch life. Mm-hmm. In any bitch life. I don't talk to hoes enough like that. I'm not that social. So I'm just watching these hoes pictures, posts, Insta snap, Snapchat, Facebook posts. I'm just watching how this shit is going. I'm, I'm, I'm not friendly. So I really don't know what the fuck going on. So we got to stop comparing ourselves to people that we're just watching through a fucking screen. You don't know what the fuck this person's downfalls were. You don't know what the fuck this person went through to get to that point. 
God's timing is everything. Damn I'm going to let you close it out, Rio, because I'm through. Ooh. I'm fucking through. I'm fucking through. I can't sit and do nothing but agree with you on that because, as he said, a lot of times when it comes to the timing, we look at the things that other people are doing in an aspect of <laughs> making sure that we don't ever know what other people are going through. Alcohol abuse. <laughs> Damn. We never know what other people are going through and what they have done. To make it to where they are now. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of think that, oh, they don't rush themselves into this. Oh, what, what is that one thing they do, did to make themselves known? So we got to look at it as if it was just timing. Because that person probably has been trying to do what they're doing for three years now. That we don't know about. That we don't know about. The process that we didn't see. So, you know, that was one of my things, I guess I can say, to, to kind of just put everything in one nip of the bud. One of my always concerns about the podcast was if we were going to truly be able to push it to make it to where we are. We're on into the third episode, and I feel so confident in what we're doing to know that we're going to continue to grow. We are. From just the local help that we have, and I want to <laughs> first appreciate everybody for that. All the local help, and I just know with us continuously doing what we're doing, and if we get, continuously get the good support in due time, we're going to get to where we want to be with this. So we are. I just want to end everything with appreciating everybody and just knowing that time is everything and don't rush yourself into anything, okay, you guys? So, that's just the end of Mental Note for this that's week. A, we look, that's how we're going to end our Mental Note for this week. We're end it for y'all this week. Hi, Mental Note. Mental Note. Something that I struggled with this week was trust. Trusting people. Um, trust. How do you feel about the definition of trust is uh, firm belief in re, um, reliability, truth, ability or strength of someone or something. Uh, with trust with me, uh, it's very hard with we have to trust the process. You mm-hmm. have to trust people. Trust your nigga. Sometimes you got to trust yourself. Yeah, because without trust, nothing is going to come together. Nothing is going to proceed to um, where you want it to be. And I, and right now in my life, I'm 27, and I'm really looking to be in a relationship with somebody's son. I'm tired of just hunching <laughs> niggas. I'm tired of hunching y'all sons and just sending them about their way. I really want some commitment, and I have commitment issues. But what really fails for me is the trust shit. I, yeah. I got to stop assuming that every guy that I encounter, every, you know, are, are the same. Some people you can trust. Some, and I've, I, I have, I know I have ran some good men off <laughs> due to my trust issues because I just assume that you're doing the same thing that the last nigga was doing to me that hurt me. So we have to trust whether it's the process of your career or whatever it is that you are going through and the process that you're getting to where you want to be. You have to trust every step of the way. And, uh, of course, we have people out there that we can't trust, and you have to know how to differentiate the two. Yep. You have to know, you have to get these, trust your instincts, listen to God. God will let you know and send you signs that you need to pay attention to, to people that you don't need to trust, the Thank things that you. you do that he placed in your life that are for seasons and for some that's going to be there forever to teach you a lesson and it's just different things. You have to really trust everything. You have to just listen to the universe and just trust what's around you. And those ones that, that seem to not think that those when you look at a situation and you just bypass it and not see the sign, it's going to come at you in a in a greater depth to where you're going to be like, fuck, I should listen to the first sign or I should have right. the first sign. <laughs> so it's just kind of always remember trust. If you don't trust yourself at the end of the day, 
you can't find it trusting somebody else, but you got to be able to first trust yourself. It starts with you. Once you trust yourself, you can be able to find, you'll find yourself with a group of people that you start to trust because you can find, you start to learn the bullshitters from the people that you really can trust. And those people that give you that bullshit, at the end of the day, you're going to always easily push their ass to the side. It ain't going to never be no common denominator, nothing. It's going to be, oh, I'm, no, nah, I can't deal with you on to the next, <laughs> period. Right. So. Is that, that, the, is, is, that, that, is, that it, is that it? That's all. That's it. That's all. <laughs> that's it. That's all. <laughs> so, you guys, um, I meant to know for this week. Well, it's going to be a word. Um, forgiveness. Definition of forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Um, this is a hard thing for me. That's why I still to know because it's something that I struggle with. Uh, I'm good at holding grudges. I'm good at <laughs> letting a bitch know that I still don't fuck with you. <laughs> but we have to move on. Like Just like in the episode of The Housewives with Marlo and Portia, forgiveness. They're forgiving each other. They're moving on. Um, uh, just like with Nene and anybody else on Housewives, just to reflect on them, like they they forget. At some point, they have forgiven one another and moved on from something. But like I said before, we shouldn't have things that just happen tragically for us to be humble or forgive anyone. We should just it should be something that comes natural. We should just be forgiving people because it's just the right thing to do. Holding grudges, you never know when it's the last time you're gonna see or speak to that individual. So forgiveness is always very important. Um, whether it's something that you're hurt about. Or whether it's something that you really can't move past it. I guarantee you once you forgive that person, even though that they don't apologize or whatever. But once you come to terms with yourself and forgive them, tell yourself that you're going to forgive them, you'll feel a lot better. You will definitely feel a lot better. Yeah, and with a, a lot of things with forgiveness, if, if you're, depending on who the person is, holding a certain grudge can always, for me as a person, holding a grudge for me. I hate tension in the room. I hate to go in a crowd with people I know and knowing in my head that this person that I might have a grudge with could be in this room. And that's just too much energy. It's too much energy that's being wasted on something that's just so... It can be something as petty as y'all disagreeing about a fucking shirt cover. As mad as I always be at a bitch, and it, it really drains me because there's so much energy that I have to be put into being mad that I could put that energy into being happy and conversing with them. And that's when you have a better time. That's when the the, the environment is much lighter and funner. And, and it's just a different type of vibe. Especially when you're with a group of people that you know you have genuine, genuinely, you genuinely have fun with all the time. And yeah, then just somebody who you just holding this grudge against. Y'all can't even, you can't even be in the same room with them because then back of your mind, you thinking like, I really want to go over there and slap the fuck out you. Versus if we talked about it and just deal with the situation, I, it can be a hey, cordial hey, and then I can move on because I know we bed. ain't got no beef or no issues. But. It just makes you feel better mentally when you know you can be an adult about situations. Because I've done it before. I've forgiven people before. People have forgiven me before. They made me even feel a lot better. So even if an individual don't apologize to you, y'all, forgive them and it'll make both of y'all feel better. So just do the right thing just because it's the right thing to do, not for a, a, a particular reason. Point blank and period. And the period. That's it and that's all. That's it and that's all. <laughs> Hi guys. It's Adam Chris. Um, I'm so excited about this podcast. Uh, it's been something we've been wanting to do for a while now. We finally are able to do it. So what our first episode is really going to be based about is uh, getting to know who we are 
as individuals. Um, so me and Rio, we um, came up with 10 questions each to ask one another. And hopefully that'll give you like a good feedback and uh, exactly let you know who we are, a little bit about, about who we are. Um, do you want to start up, Rio? I can do that for you. I can do that. So are you going to start your questions first or do you want me to start? I can start my questions first. If you no, we, we, let's just bounce it back and forth. Okay. We well, go first. You go. Okay. Okay. Spill me the tea. <laughs> okay. Um, so, Rio. First, let, let, let's just tell them who the let's, fuck I'm we gonna are. I'm going to say yes. Let's just okay, get them okay. I am Adam Chris. I am 27. I really don't want to take out my age, but I'm 27. Um, I'm an Aquarius. Um... I have a career. I'm a costumer. I work in the industry. Uh, I've been doing it about a year and a half. Um, I have tried to maintain nine to fives in between time because, you know, it ain't always, like, popping. I ain't always got a fucking gig. But, um, yeah, that's me. What else? What else? I have uh, four siblings, Bryce, Derricka, Carson, and Jamiria. I'm the eldest. Um, she go. <laughs> Bitch. But yeah, that's me. Rio, you go. So what's up, you guys? This is Rio. Um, I'm 29. I'm not ashamed of my age. <laughs> you old bitch. Um, but I don't look it. Yeah. I'm 29. I'm a Sagittarius. Um, I'm a December baby. Um, I'm the middle child of of four. I have an two. elder sister and two twin sisters. Um. I might not be in, in my career that I want to be in right now, but I am in something that definitely is making my life easier for myself. Bitch, she got her own store, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a GM um, you got for a local company here. It is a major company, so we're not going to discuss that. Mm-hmm. But I am well-established. I do have goals of one day owning my own food truck. So I tell you guys, definitely continue to listen at us and keep definitely um, following us so you can see our growth because I will be within the next two years, speaking it into, into existence right now. Come on, Bistro. That food truck will be on the roads at your next Atlanta Gay Pride. Um, <laughs> at, your, at your local you, club on so, Friday, Saturday, so, Sunday night. So, so you're going to do the Black Gay Pride or you're just going to do the stick with the white? <laughs> she messy. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, that's a little bit about me. I'm Rio. Moving along. So let's get into these questions, girl. Don't ask me no weird shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first question for you, Rio. Where do you, you basically just answered it, but where do you see yourself in the next five years? That's weird. I had the same question for you. So, <laughs> so within the next five years, I definitely see myself well established in my career that I want to build for myself. And that's having that food truck. Um, Busting revenue, not having to really depend on anyone else, making a true brand for myself and having my brand out there. That's my overall goal for the next five years. So, Adam, Mm -hmm. same question. Uh, Five years. Um, Able to keep a man. (laughs) Girl, bye. Bye, bye. But, okay, next five years. I really want to, I want to be established as well, but I want to, um, I really want to be a. De- I want to go into being a designer. I also want to be like a radio personality. Like that's this podcast is really gonna help me get my foot in the door. I feel like because I'll be able to refer people to this station and they can get to know like my personality, who I am, how I am. Um, Continuously build your brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also I still want to style. Like that's what I'm doing now is styling. Like I don't want to work on sets and because when I work on sets I'm just like bringing. 
a designer's look to fruition. Like I I wanna I wanna be I wanna do my own looks. You know, I wanna I like what I'm doing right now and it's helping me get to where I wanna be, but I wanna be able to be a designer. And y'all trust me, all of us as the people that knows him ask him for fashion advice. And I love that. Trust me, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Once we get everything going, we're gonna definitely post things about ourselves yes. from on our Instagram page for the podcast. Oh, and that Instagram is um bitch, I forgot. Black dot T No, the Instagram is not that. It's uh girl. Y'all, it's a black teapot with no spaces. That's our Instagram. Black teapot. B L A C K T E A P O D. Boo. Boos. So you can, uh, you can ask me the next one. So let's see. We're going to get into some things that is really personal about us. So, and this is raw, y'all. So ain't no scripted, bitch. I don't know what this bitch want to ask me. So my question for you is, um, at what age did you know about yourself? Did you know that you being LGBT was the life you wanted to live? Girl, um, good question. Girl, I've been a queen. <laughs> no queen. For twenty seven years. <laughs> no, but dead ass. Like, I, uh, I don't want to say. Uh, I I don't like to say. Uh, yes, I do. I I feel like I was born this way. Like I've always been attracted to the niggas like <laughs> <laughs> I've always been this way but I have always been comfortable with myself I've had the family and friends to support me in my lifestyle so I've never had to hide anything about me I have always been like so open and so open and uh, honest like my parents have supported me in everything I've done like I've never had to hide anything so I've been I, I can't even trace back to how young I was when I was comfortable with myself because I always have been. Now, I have had insecurities and I still have some insecurities, but overall, I have always been comfortable with the bitch I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ma'am. Okay. Um, let's move on. We'll have ass here all night. All night. Um, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to add. Okay, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to ask this question. Okay, what are three regrets in your entire life? Three regrets in my entire Even life. Even though we don't really live off regrets, but it's just something that you wish you could go back and change. Something I wish I could go back and change is certain relationships, because they took me through a lot. Dealing um, with them niggas. A lot of stress, a lot of heartache, a lot of headache. Um, Let's see. I wish I would have... I regret not making myself and pushing myself to become comfortable with myself as far as who mm -hmm. I am at an early age. Mm -hmm. And then my third thing would be not going to college after I graduated high school. I feel like that is a big regret for me because I somewhat wanted to experience what that college life was like. Indeed. So, those are my three regrets. Okay. okay. Let's see. Adam, 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 Adam. Jesus. Y'all, I'm so nervous. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck he's Let's ask you some relationship questions. Um, how do you view relationships? Um, when I say how do you view relationships, let me more uh, give you more of a definition. How? What would you put as the perfect relationship? I already know who you look up to as a relationship. So 
let the world know who you look up to and how you cherish seeing how you've been a little boy seeing those two people grow to be good? Oh, well, of course my parents. Uh, I just admire the way that, um, like, shit ain't always been good, but they, they've been married for like 22, I think, years. Like, shit ain't always been good, but they never let it completely distance themselves. It's like, you know, it's always been there and I feel like it's going to continue to be there. But as far as for me, it's just completely different though. I try to be like, cause my mother is like my idol, my best friend, of course. And I try to be like her, but bitch, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy, bitch. I be trying to be so normal and I be trying to keep up. Uh, niggas just like, y'all niggas really, I got short attention span on niggas. Like, <laughs> I be I be all for them today and tomorrow I can be like okay never mind. It's just I don't I don't know. But in relationship wise, I just I can't even answer that question correctly because I I gotta get my trust together. Like I don't trust niggas. Period. I just don't fucking trust them. So it's like I couldn't tell you. I couldn't give you a, a, like a def like what I see in a relationship because I don't know right now. I really I just don't know. I don't know. Honey, it is what it is. And that's the real. It's what the real is. And like she said, these niggas ain't shit. Yeah, that's it. And that's all. I just can't. I can't. And it's different when you idolize your parents. That's a heterosexual relationship. And you want to find somebody that's going to be on the same equal level as your father. Yeah. And it's like. You know, that's what you're used to seeing. Especially if your mom was your. Is your person you look up to? You gonna be like, I want to find somebody that's gonna treat, treat me just like he my treats dad her. treats my mom. Like, and and that's how they say with daughters, like, um, how they view their dad and how their dad treats the their mother is the type of man that they're gonna. You're be gonna marry to. one day. You're gonna marry your dad. Yeah. So it's just like, uh, girl, this in, in the gay community is completely different. Is it, it's different all the way across the board. You can't even compare the two or try to make the two relate because it's just different it's always some stuff yeah it's always different uh-uh does that answer your question because it's my thing. yeah go <laughs> it's gonna get real oh lord um give me a minute y'all <laughs> don't think of way to okay how did your sexuality and being in high school affect you Whoo! shit <laughs> Boom. She took it there. That's it. That's all. So, I could say the first two years of high school were my hardest two years of high school just because I was still trying to find myself. Mm-hmm. I knew who I was, but mm-hmm. I just didn't want my friends or family or anybody I knew personally to view me differently. Right. Um. But when you feel like you can trust people and think they're your friends and you're starting to get comfortable, you... You've told certain people that you have trusted that has not spilled your tea. But you get that one you think is your friend. And she, ooh, I said she. They flipped <laughs> the whole situation. So now, you got people in school asking you about your sexuality. That's none of your business. No. And like I told everybody in that commons area at Rockmark Comprehensive High School, <laughs> year of 2007, if you want to ask a question, you come up to me. Stop asking my friends. Period. So that was my turning point of just being like oh I really don't give a fuck what nobody mm-hmm. talking about me now but it was a hard path maybe my first two years and then going into my junior year just became easier because I started to not really care but then as folks started to ask me that's when it really became difficult right. and different for me 
So my question for you, Adam, is um, since adulthood, since you've grown into your true adulthood, how do you feel people view you as the person coming out now versus when you were younger? Like, do you feel like people still give you the same support now that they gave you when you were younger? Do you feel like you got people who maybe wasn't 100% your friend, but now is is a support system for you, or do you feel like maybe you've always had the support from everybody? Uh, Family-wise, I feel like I've always had support. Friend-wise, uh, you know, you and Dustin have been my best friend since, uh, you, Dustin, and Brandon have been my best friend since uh, 2009, 2000, something like that. Uh, and that's when I graduated high school. But after high school, you realize, like, them people you went to high school with, you don't even know who the fuck them hoes is now. You know, it's like, y'all live completely different lives. Nobody checking on nobody. But I feel like as far as best friend-wise, that support has been there. Family-wise, that support has been there. Um, in the street-wise, like, nah. Niggas ain't fucking with me. Because then, back then, I wasn't as ruthless as I am now. I'm going to say what I want. Like, now people really, a lot of people can't take me. Sometimes I can't take myself, really. But a lot of people can't take me who I am now. And I think that has me living my truth has pushed a lot of people away from me. A lot of people, some people, it's people who are intimidating me. It's people who don't like me. It's people who uh, think they're better than me. Y'all don't know how to take this whole, y'all just... People just, yes. Like I said, I can't even take myself, so I can't really expect anybody else to take me. But um, I just appreciate my closest friends, y'all, and my family for understanding me and just, you know, those are the people, only people I really need to support me. You gotta be open-minded. Yeah, you very transparent. You, got, you have to have an open-minded set of people around you. Yeah, and people who get you, and it's like... And people who will support you. Yeah, but as far as anybody else, it's like, I don't care. When I got, before, when I was coming up from teenage on up, it was kind of like I cared more about what people thought about me, who liked me. Girl, mm-mm, 27, don't give a fuck. Who gives a damn? Like, for real. As long as I got my close team that I really, like, you know, adore and appreciate being there and always have supporting me, I'm good. And that's I do have those, so I feel like I'm good as far as support. All right, girl. Um, what I want to ask you. Uh, <laughs> what's your most embarrassing moment? Oh, God. Um, Embarrassing moments, a lot of those. The most embarrassing moments, y'all. One of my most embarrassing moments. <laughs> yeah. I got two most embarrassing moments. <laughs> one was when I was in seventh grade. One of my friends, I'm not going to say her name. <laughs> we were in, we were getting actually ready to start science class. And back then, if y'all know me, I was chunky monkey. <laughs> <laughs> my sister was Fat chunk. Chunk. <laughs> That girl put that chair in my big ass head. Oh, Jesus. I thought the room rook a shaker. That was embarrassing as fuck because I was in front of everybody. We was in the front of the classroom. She pulled my whole chair on the She head. late for that shit. Bitch, I, I tried to fight her. <laughs> Fish was going to get mm-hmm. it. And I think my second most embarrassing moment, child, was at that club. Dancing, think I did a trend to keep her. Kind of thought I did a death drop, child. Girl, was I, was I there? Dude. 
I was girl. that face one. Oh, you was with the girl, the the dice girl. Say that. I'm sorry, sorry, y'all. y'all. You know we do know we love now. <laughs> we love. love. I love my lesbian. I love all the girls and the boys. I love my whole community. I forgot I can't say that. Yeah, because if they say that f word, girl. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> all right, all right, y'all. So yeah, does that answer your question? It does. All right. Thank so you. next question for Adam. I'm gonna pull a chair off of my knee now. Don't do that, baby. <laughs> um, I got two in one. Who? <laughs> and it's gonna get into it. So who introduced you to the scene? And how was your first gay club experience? <laughs> Bitch, Rio introduced, <laughs> introduced me to the fucking scene. Uh, first gay club experience was Rio, bitch. What we went to, honey? We went to that old nasty. With some away. Some away. <laughs> Spring Street. Spring Street, honey. It's all her down. Then we went to Columbia Drive. The, the track. Track. But that some away experience, Rio, I can remember it to this day. I think I... <laughs> Nothing right there, plaid shirt on. You had a whole boyfriend with that crop mm-hmm. top, and white skinny, with the fronts on flip flops, so you can see her pants. I got my thong <laughs> <laughs> uh, with some snow boots. I think I had Kendra clothes on, bitch. <laughs> and she went to that club and she throw that butt, huh? Girl, bow, bow. And that's when I met. Was his name G? God, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was him. I said G. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I met Carnell. Oh my god, bitch! I remember that. That nigga was cuckoo. He was sitting in that disability chair. Well, <laughs> girl, that nigga was cuckoo. But yeah, my and it was so fun because I had never. I think I had went to the gay club tracks before with Kendra and Jasmine, my fish cousins, and it's not this. But it's not the same because it was girls in there. Like, bitch, mm-hmm. I, you can't really get your life in no club, like no mixed type club. There's no shade. Gay clubs, it be all boys, all girl, normally. But when I went to Sam Way, it was all niggas. Who? And then, honey, around 2 Them dancers get to coming out, flipping them dangling and things, huh? Oh, girl. I ain't talking about that. Downstairs. Oh, I thought you were going to say that downstairs. I was going to say, oh my God. Not downstairs. The not girls downstairs. know about downstairs. Um, but yeah, it was you. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I was so glad you took me down there. That was Go on now. Something different. <laughs> okay, okay. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Because I was going to get into it. What's the best relationship advice can you give these people? Again, oh, me, because, bitch, I can't see Some that. good relationship advice. God damn it, I need it. Hell. Okay. But what I would say from my experience and just from my past, get to know a person first. Don't rush yourself into something that later down the line you're going to see yourself not really liking this person or in love with that person. Because um, a person, I'm going to be G with y'all. People are going to mask who they are just to make themselves look good. Period. But then... Once the truth them come out, you're going to be like, what the hell did I get myself into? And everybody's going to make something seem that it's not. It's just like, I don't know. I can't, it's just like somebody that acts like they can cook. You can make a cake look like that motherfucker. A one time, couldn't it, bitch, and taste it? It can taste like bullshit. Boo and dry. <laughs> so it's just you got to take your time. Don't rush yourself into it. Yes. And with you not rushing yourself into it, don't feel like you just have to settle for what's there. 
let me say this. With all that I just said, also, first thing, love yourself first. Make sure you love you first. Because you can't love nobody else until you love yourself. All right, RuPaul. I did, but that's real. That's the real is the real. Because when you, a person that's not confident in yourself, you're going to fall for every Tom, Dick, and Harry that come in your life. They're going to take from you still. Uh, fuck your sister and your brother. Yeah. All right, Kaya. <laughs> God. But that is so true. And uh, you and I'm a clingy bitch. Like, I, uh, I'm clingy in the motherfucker. You can say, I like you. And I just feel like I'm, I'm a man. I'm a man. <laughs> I love you, baby. Okay. <laughs> I love you. And see, I had to find it out the hallway from niggas just being like, you like, uh, you attached too quick. Okay, bitch, I need to reevaluate myself. Cause you, and, you, and sometimes you, and you don't even need to hear certain stuff like that from your friends. Once you hear it from a nigga, it registers a different uh-huh. way. You be like, oh, bitch, let me fall back. But this nigga thing, it's whatever. Mm-mm. It, but that, that's my problem. I, I, I can let a nigga say, it'd be just like you said. Kate be looking good on the outside, girl. You cut in that motherfucker, be bullshit. Mm-hmm. That nigga got on, he got on some, um, some damn Greenbrier Mall outfit, bitch. You think it came from the Gucci store, bitch. Fake. <laughs> Next thing you know, honey, you pull up at this house, she stay somewhere in West End. <laughs> in one of them raggedy houses. Raggedy. <laughs> I love the West End, though. Don't talk shit. Not this way. Y'all oh. saying, I was talking about down the road with Stan. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on, moving on. Adam, so I gotta ask you a question on. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so, how does it feel to have a great support system from a guy sibling? Ooh. Bryce, that young man, I, if I didn't like, like, if I, I just look at other people's relationships with their siblings and like their straight siblings when mm-hmm. they are gay and I'm like, oh my God, I have never had to experience that. My brother has supported me forever. It's never been a time that he hasn't. And has it's been time. loved his friends. And it's, it, yeah, it's embraced. It's been times that he, I think he loved me more than I love myself. Like, he has always just been there. Always have just been supportive and to, and we can talk about anything and just to have that. And then you can come around my friends and just be regular degular. It's nothing weird. We it's can not- be regular degular. I can be just as sister <laughs> and it's no weird energy. He gonna talk more shit to me than a little bit. <laughs> it's no. It's that real. When the next time you gonna cool? Right. It's just that's that's a blessing to have because that's the, everybody know everybody's not blessed with that type mm-hmm. of relationship, especially not from a, when you a gay male and you have a, a gay brother. Like I mean, when you're a gay male and you have a straight brother, it's it, it, that's rare that it's a as close as the mm-hmm. relationship is with me and my brother. It's very rare, but I just that it's amazing to answer your question. It's fucking amazing. I love him. Uh, is it my turn? Yep. Uh, who? What is the What is the craziest sexual thing you've done? Oh Jesus! Let's take it there, girlfriend. She took it there. <laughs> um, I'm craziest, honey. It's a lot of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um. Did you think I was gonna take it there? I didn't think you was gonna take it there. <laughs> not the first. That's the, not the first. <laughs> but let them get the nominee first. 
But she always. I wouldn't. I ain't no hoe. No. <laughs> I try to just stick with one man. They don't do right, honey. I have a little fun. Then I find a. So you you had you some side pieces. That's just no 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 no. I say I when I'm with somebody, I'm with somebody. Okay. You fuck up and I'm single. I'm single. I'll, I'm single. Yeah. <laughs> Period. But I would say to answer your question, child, I've had a menage to I don't need. Okay, moving on. Moving on. That's it. That's all. <laughs> um. Um. I really only had one more question. Cause I, okay, and, I give all you, and I give you one more question. So the last question I have for Adam tonight, you guys, is who is your biggest support system from career, lifestyle, um, just in everything that you do? And I think you've already answered this. My question. family. Definitely my family. Uh, it'll always be my family. Uh, because they've never failed me as far as that. Like, never. Ever, ever, ever. So, yeah, it'll always be my family. Um, my question, my last question for you. And I know this wasn't 10 questions, y'all, but bitch, I know y'all talking to hear about this. Y'all okay. Y'all ready for us getting to the shit. It's 30 minutes. <laughs> These hoes been talking forever. Um... Where do you where do you want this podcast to go within the next year? So within the next year, I would definitely love to see this podcast growing. Already, I would say already grown to a status that we could um, tour, tour, keep. Definitely, I hope we're able to touch people. I hope we're able to make people laugh and cry at the same time. I hope we're able to uplift people just through our topics of topics of conversation just because we both are very, very, very open minded to the things that are going on going on not only in our lives but in the world in general. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> me and Adam talk, if not every day, every other day mm-hmm. about something. Um so I definitely wanna continue to see us growing. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand already branded itself. I hope it just does it for itself and we can continue to meet people, know the acknowledgement of what we're doing for ourselves so we can continue to do this on our own to make this a true, true, true black business to where nobody, we have no middleman at all. We're engineers, we all that. So let's get into it this week, sir. Well, how's your week? This week has been a... It's been a good week because of the great feedback we've been getting oh, for the yeah. podcast. Yes, 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 yes. First episode is up, running. Um, definitely now peeking into the second episode so we can continue to give you guys the real, the raw, mm-hmm. and the uncut. Mm-hmm. And the feedback was just so positive. Because it, it, I, I asked people for like, did you see anything or hear anything that we could have did different or better? And I mean, nobody has really said anything bad. They've always been like, oh... We love how natural it is. Uh, you know, it's just, it's raw. It's like y'all having a damn conversation. And that's exactly what me and Rio wanted to do. We wanted to make sure that we was just natural, comfortable. And it's just like we talking every day. Like, this might be, this is how we talk on the phone. But Period. Period. But it's so much shit to talk about this week. So, I guess we can jump right into it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what up, y'all? We are into the... Um, Pour my thesis. And so for Pour My Thesis today, we're going to talk about the Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and 
uh, her mom, don't know her name, can't remember, Willow Smith, and their guest was... Will Smith. The husband of the family. Um, Go into it, sis. What is he want to talk about? So, um, as if, if a lot of people haven't really um, seen the Red Table Talk, it's basically just like we said, it's Jada, her mom, and Willow, and they sit around and they introduce people that they're not going to be real with them and be honest about the things that they're going to definitely probably help make them better or things they've been through that they've overcame and um <clears throat> one of the topics that they came into this week was with Will and they just kind of talked about how things worked out from the beginning of the relationship things that have made them better things that made them worse and just the things about the rumors that people have thrown out there about them so kind of jumping into it um as a lot of people know Will Smith had um a wife previous to Jada. And with him having a wife previous to Jada, he um he had a son that came out of this and and basically the way that he met his wife was he was actually interested in Jada first. Exactly. So he and went to he was actually getting ready to I think he had already filmed like his he was filming like his first two episodes of a Fresh Prince and he seen Jada because she auditioned for a part. Correct, correct. And with her auditioning for the part, he um he then said that he had told um I forgot who it was, but he told whoever it was that he wanted to you know that's the girl he wanted. He seen her, admired her, da 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 da. So he um found out that she was going to be on a different world. Mm-hmm. So with him finding out she was going to be a different world, he went to the um to the taping of a different world. Ended up finding out that's where he met his wife. Sure, is it Cherie? Cherie. Cherie. And when he met Cherie, he obviously he didn't meet Jade at that time. So when he met Cherie, it just went from there. They ended up getting fucking married, had a goddamn baby. Huh. And it's like, um, so obviously it didn't work because now he's with Jada. So one thing that stuck out to me that I put a note on is that he said, Cherie, of course they had their, it was rocky, they wasn't doing well. And he wasn't up for a divorce. He wanted to continue to stay with her. So... She's like, so what he said that she said is, you're going to make somebody stay with you that no longer loves you. Those are his, that's, that's the quote he said that she told him. That's like you getting hit by a fucking wrecking ball. That's like you just cutting somebody completely. Like, something like that, that, that can break somebody down. Tell them apart. And from, and, and from then, you know, he was like, okay. He had to wash his hands with it, basically. Yep, and he said the day that he signed for the divorce... He sat in his car and called Jada. And was like, Jada. Are you seeing somebody? And, you got and she was like, no. And he was like, now you are. Basically, like, you're yeah, seeing me now. You're seeing me now. And she was like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, like, okay, we can do this. And, we can do, and then from there, it's kind of like their journey began. And now, then, tell me this, Rio. Uh-huh. What if, if a nigga called your motherfucking phone and was like, bitch, are you seeing somebody? You got to you be know, a, you got to be somebody who I really, 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 really wanted at a point of a time. And and to really? back up a little bit Really? Girl. Not bitch, not me. I <laughs> I guess I'm just I'm just adventurous. I said send me your Instagram. Let, okay. me your, <laughs> let me see your pictures. Let me go through your profile first if I agree. And then I probably would agree if I like what I saw. Yeah, hell, but but that's just the dynamic of where we live they, now. They knew each other previously. They actually were friends at some point of time. Okay, yeah, that is right. 
So they did know each other. But that would give me every other reason to be like, bitch, you my nigga. Like, what's, what's up? What's up? <laughs> yes, I'm down for I'm gullible kids. like that. I'm, I really am. And she said that she was like, a, she basically called herself stupid. She was like, and I was dumb enough to say, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I'm going with it. But like, that's some shit I would have did. Would you, then, would you have done that? Yeah, if it was the right one. Now, that's what, that's why I say it can't be just no normal somebody that I know. So you would have had to look at the Instagram profile too. Hello. <laughs> Read the Facebook description, go down the friends list. Bitch. Because that, hmm, nowadays, back then that worked for them, honey. Nowadays, dumb, honey, that cake, y'all don't forget. Go back them two weeks and y'all know what I'm talking about. That's it, that's all. But as they continue to talk, they said, what, a year and a half into the relationship is when she, they had Jaden? Bitch, I can't remember. I, anywho, they got us. The marriage was going mm. good. They <laughs> they ended. Sorry, up, y'all. I'm drinking 21 and up uh, tea, so I made a little noise. <laughs> don't, don't fucking mind me. I, I'm feeling it. But they um they got into the relationship. They ended up having you know they had both kids. Shall I say? So let's just say they had both kids and going into both kids. Do you remember that's when um, they said things started to get to where Jada found herself? Well, listen, let me jump into this. Go. I'm sorry. But let me tell you, because it's, it's talking about, because you're going to go into altercation type shit. Mm-hmm. So, Jada says her and Will didn't cuss at one another 20 years after their first altercation. And then the mom asks, how do you express yourself when you're angry? Jada replies... You really have to discipline yourself because when you're angry, you're really not communicating. You're really just beating up on someone you say you love. And that's true. Words hurt. Because he will said the first, they had, I guess I think he said 20 friends or something, some number of friends over. And Jada said, Will, will you shut the fuck up? (laughs) And <laughs> he, he said he hit her in the head with a newspaper and said, can I talk to you in the other motherfucking room? They were having like a game night. And the thing like is, that. Will said, what we're not going to do is talk to each other that way. Yeah. We're not going to cuss at each other. Because Will stated that he saw his dad beat up on his mom all those years of his life. So he told Jada, we cannot be in a relationship if that's the way we're going to speak to one another. And Jada being ratchet, she said, honey, but I still cuss that motherfucker But No, but she she, she stated that she just started to cry. Because she was like, you're going to give up on me like that easily. Yeah, because he said he kicked out the house so she had to go and everything. Who the fuck is that? Oh, my God. This is the devil. <laughs> this is the fucking devil. But we're going to keep going, though. We ain't finna stop. We ain't finna stop this because this is fucking... I'm sorry, y'all. Sorry about that. But It's just, you know... God damn. But, bro. um... But, um, he said that, um... They weren't going to be together if they were going to speak to each other that way. And, um, basically, I don't think... And they said 20 years later, it took them 20 years for them to... You know, have another altercation yeah. or cuss at each other, I think. I don't know if it was another altercation. I think it was just to cuss at each other. Yeah. But being that this month is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, yes. that's a good word. Like, yeah, that's a yeah. good thing. But, child, I can't speak on domestic violence, bitch, because, you know, I, <laughs> bitch, you know I like to fight. <laughs> I, try, I, I try not to, but I like to fight. But that is a good word that, you know, that when you have a relationship, you can't, you can't, you know, talk down to one another, yeah. cuss at one another. And he also made a statement to say that um, 
once you get used to calling someone um, out of their name, their name it's just it becomes call, an addiction. It, it becomes second nature to you. It's yeah. going to be something that you automatically do. Yeah. You're never going to find respect for that person. You're going to always feel the need to want to disrespect that person. They say, they use the term like calling somebody a bitch. They use those terms. But as they continue to go deeper into the relationship, they said that they found their turning, or shall I say Jada said she found her turning point in her and her overall marriage was around her fortieth birthday. Well, no, it oh, was you when jumped, he built the you house. You jumped right onto that part too. It was when he built it was the when house. He built the house, and she was just like, "This isn't what this she wanted. wanted." Yeah, she said basically every little thing that she told him about the house, as far as it being too big or why does it have so many rooms, he was kind of like in his mind he was building this house for her. Exactly. But in all aspect, he was being selfish and building it for himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was one thing that continues that continuously led to more and more things into the relationship. So, you have to, in a relationship, be compromising or be able to compromise the fact of that everything that you have as an ideal in your mind isn't going to work for the significant, your significant other. Um, we have to also realize that just because you are the breadwinner and you seem to be the one making the most money, money doesn't make the world go round. And that was one of the main things that he said is he felt as if money was the power in their relationship. Right. And Jada stated that, like, nigga, I wanted to live on a farm. She had bought a house. She just and that's the day that he called her and was like, are you with anybody? And she said, no. no. And she agreed. She said that she didn't even get a chance to live, to spend a to night, spend a night in at her farm house. And that's what she wanted. Yes. She don't want that glam and shit. But that's what Will's picture... Image was. Yeah. And that was being selfish because he was solely going on what he wanted and not what his... He wasn't reflecting enough on his family. He was just assuming that what he wanted was uh-huh. what his family wanted. And it was completely different. And that jumps right into what... Um, that jumps right into Willow. When yep. she did her whip her hair, the whip her hair video. Yeah, or the whole song. little song within itself. It was something that she just kind of did for the... I think she, of course, was a nine year, nineteen year old. However old she was at the time, she might have been eleven, twelve. Um, just wanting to really explore out and to do something differently, and she did it for a short period of time, and was like, "I don't want to do it anymore." She was like, "I'm done, daddy," I'm or done, something daddy. like that. She, no, she but said, she I'm had, done, daddy. she had signed a deal with Jay Z, mm-hmm. and Will said that he said, "No, baby, you can't be done because you, 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 you made a commitment." Yeah, and she was like, "But so it doesn't matter that I'm done." Yeah, so just, and he was like, "No, I mean, it matters, but you made a commitment. You made a commitment at the end of the day." And he said, "The next day she got up, her hair was shaved. She shaved her hair. I mean, bald. That was completely against the what she had built on. She had built on with my hair back in, you know, the song. Yeah. And she, I mean, that's a word in itself. So she took it upon herself. So I'm gonna do what I can do to get out of this. You're right." And at a young age, for you to be thinking like that, like that's a whole type movement. And she shit. did it within. She just did it with cutting her hair off, and like she. It spoke volumes. She didn't uh, throw no temper tantrums. Ooh, y'all hear that? I'm pouring my tea. <laughs> I'm really pouring my tea. <laughs> but um, she didn't. She just cut her hair. She made a statement. Being quiet. Yeah. And that was when Will said he realized that, like, oh my gosh, I'm. Forcing my child to do something that <laughs> she, she does doesn't want to actually do, and that was that was that's another point of him being selfish in his relationship, 
not only as you can tell with his wife, but with his kids as well. Because he wanted her to do something that she naturally did not want to do. And then it jumps into when I was going into Jada's 40th birthday. She said Will went all out for her birthday. Or he said he went out all for her birthday. He found video footage of, like, he dug deep into her family type shit just to make her happy. Thinking that this was what was going to make her happy. And he said he found recordings of her grandmother, the most, the closest person to her heart ever in life. And it was footage that she had never heard before that he had found. And she knew about it. She just never found it in her heart to actually want to just listen to the actual footage. Oh, she, she, know she knew about the footage. She just uh, never listened to it. See, I was thinking that, like, he found that. And I think we can hear that. He found... <laughs> I, th- I was thinking that he just found that. And <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> I was thinking he found that footage and she knew nothing about it ever. And he presented to her at her 40th birthday party. He said he had Mary J. Lives and shit there. Thinking he was doing it all out because he had planned this yeah. for her 37th 37th birthday. birthday. Mm-hmm. So he really put thought into it and she was like again something about his ego. You really are stroking your ego basically. And it wasn't it, it what he did wasn't about her. It was about him. Because he but one thing that he did make a very valid point to be known is he just wanted Jada to do what he wished his parents would have done. And that's just say, I'm right. proud of you, Will. Yeah. And once she said she stopped clapping for him. That was that's when, when it started. The escalating going down yeah. here. And she was like, you know, you're that was about your ego, that 40th birthday. And they went back to the room. He said that not after the party or whatever. And they was talking about the next day. And it was him, Willow, and Jada mm-hmm. in the room. And Jada has made that statement about his ego. That party wasn't about her. And that's he said he went off. He went off. He went off. And Willow, he went off in front of Willow. And Willow was like, just fix it. Just fix it. it. Please just fix it. This is a baby talking. A baby. This speaks volumes. Like, the way that they, the stuff that they say and come out of their mouth, it just shows you how open they allow their kids yeah. to be. And how real that they are with their kids. Their kids, uh, uh, they come to the realization of things early on in their age because they're not covering up. They're not patty cating and yeah. this is their baby boo boo gaga. They're not doing that. They're not at they're all. They're treating them like they're and a they're fucking human beings. And them do what they want to do in life. And that's what I love about them. They did try to say they they tried to keep them away from that computer and that social media and stuff. Because Jada didn't want that for her kids. Mm-mm. She didn't want her kids to be in the limelight. She didn't want her kids to be on Twitter getting yep. bashed or anything because that's not the life she wanted to live. Mind you, this is the life that they're living for Will. They're living for Will. And that's one thing he said after so long of him being afraid that Jada was going to ask for a divorce because that's not what either one of them wanted. So they're letting it be known if you guys listen. They never, ever, ever said they were going through a divorce. And the thing is, Jada said, <laughs> she told him when they got married, we're about to get married. She said, we're going to be under the same roof. Yeah. Let me tell you. She said, you will be, she said, you may be at one end of this joker. With another person. With another person. And I may be at the other, other end, end with this joker. With another person. But we're going to be in this joker together. together. And those were her exact words. And that's real. And that that is so real. When you find somebody who's willing to say, hey, Go fuck with that other bitch. Mm-hmm. But just know we're going to still be together. Because divorce is not an option at this point. We're going to still be in this motherfucker together. At the end of the day, 
Listen. So it's like they just they open up and they and they let you know a whole lot of how you I just think they're the ideal relationship because it's like they're letting us know that everything isn't going to be peachy cream. Like everything isn't going to go the way you want it to go. They've been married for 20 something years. Same as my parents. And they don't even say they're married. They say they're they're in a, um, is it partnership? They're in a long term partnership Mm -hmm. because they don't want to use the term marriage because that's what everybody looks to. And this is what a marriage is. and, And they're living in today's age. This is what they feel like. That's the terminology that you should use and what they're in. Because that's what... I mean, they just make, they're just they making a whole lane for themselves. They're not following the way anybody do anything. They're not following the way they, anybody raise their kids. And mm-hmm. that's what I admired about them since day one. Because they have never followed anyone. They have done everything the way that they wanted to do. And you, my mama told me, because I called and told my mama exactly how I felt about these um episodes and I'm like mama they are just so inspiring yeah and my mom was like you have to do whatever it is you know the way your family lives you have to make it that way like whatever works for your family what works, works for, for you? your family yeah. and that's what works for their family and that's it's fucking amazing to me I just love being open and honest and being able to express themselves the kids being able to express themselves yeah. the way that they do and the relationship that Jada has with the ex-wife and how open she is and accepting she is and how Jada loves her child that isn't even her child is what's amazing. That shit, that's organic love. Organic love. I mean, it's... She it's, love hard as hell, honey. And that's why I adore her. and her mama remind me so much of me and my mama. Like, I, I fucking love them. They do. And the, the thing is, the mama, she is, if you notice, she's sitting at the table and she's kind of taking in and feeding off of what they're saying. She's actually, it sounds like she's learning from what they went through. Yeah, because she's, you know, she are, she's already went through her own trials and tribulations. Because wasn't she like an addict? She something? was an addict. Yeah. She was an addict. And then her husband, Jada's dad, I think Jada's dad or even her stepdad used to beat on her. So she's been through all of that before. And she's just, in her mind, it's one of those things to where she never knew that the relationship was that imperfect. She thought they had the most perfect relationship. Right. Why? So, she did, know, and she states that. She's like, what? What? What's like, what? Where does this come from? Like, yeah. I didn't know y'all had issues yeah. like this, so y'all thought like this. And it was just, you got two human beings who are totally different in a way that had to learn a lot about each other in order to make it work for them. True. And it took for, like they said, like Jada said, it took for them to be separate but still say they're in the union together. So they had to live separate lives for a while to be able to understand who they were as a person individually. Will had to admit that he did want to live. He wanted his kids and his wife to live their life through him. So it made it seem like if he was the main breadwinner, everything followed through him. But you got to let everybody be their own individual selves. The fact that, I mean, this is for a lot of, a lot of men really. Um, it is. It's for the men. It's and, and and men. A lot of men. They feel like they have these pictures of how they want their family to be and what happiness is. When we got a first reality to know that you, everything. But the thing is, you have to get to know each individual mm-hmm. in your family to figure out what their happiness is and what makes them whole. You can't take what you think makes you whole and what makes you happy. 
It's going to make everybody in your family that way. Y'all are a union. Y'all yeah. are one. But you got to figure out what makes everybody happy because everyone is different. Different in their own way. And what makes you happy is not going to make everybody in right. your family happy. And when you don't, and when you think, a lot of men's ego is so big and their pride is so big that they don't want to say, hey, this isn't making my wife happy. Hey, this isn't making my son happy. Mm -hmm. Hey, this isn't making my daughter happy. They're just going off what they think. And then when they are the breadwinners. Breadwinner. When they're the breadwinners, because normally the man is the provider of the family. That's mm -hmm. what the Bible say. You know, whatever. And so they think what they say goes because they're bringing the money in the house. But they have to realize everything that you think is going, what you think is your happiness is not your, is not everybody in your house happiness. And that's why a lot of kids stray away from their fathers and are closer to their mothers. mothers. Because their mothers understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But the mother don't want to say anything because, hey, this is your dad. Yep. This is traditional families. This is the era that they grew up in. The wife takes care of home. The husband makes the money. And everything that the husband says goes. No. The, wallow, the wife just makes sure everybody it's down the line mm -hmm. follows. Mm -hmm. And that's just how it is. But... They are basically putting it to the forefront that that's not the way it should go. That's some old school tradition. And, and, and they went through it and they went through their struggles with it, but they're letting everybody know publicly that that's not the way that it should be and done. No, no. That's the whole purpose I feel like that she brought Will to the red table. And that's a message because that's a, that, that tears black families down because we have these black families that are doing good and successful, have these nice houses, mm -hmm. living in these nice neighborhoods. But then when you get down to the root of Tudor, Everybody in heaven. Because you got... Everybody more. just... And, and Will says... I'm going to tell you exactly what he says. He said... Um, he said... He was broken, but he made... He made broken look fixed. Yes. He said from his image on the outside, everything looked perfect. But in the inside of him... Everybody was, was broken. But everybody was broken. Everybody was. It wasn't just him. Everybody was broken. And also, another statement that Will said, he said... Expectations are the mother of disappointment. That fucked me up. Because I'm going to tell you something. When I look at a nigga, when I look at a man, bitch. You know, if you even walk wrong with me, I'm out of the door. Out of the door. My expectations, you got to walk this way, you got to talk this way, you got to carry yourself this way. This but way. the thing is, we got to stop doing that because we have stuff that, we have things that people don't like about us. Mm -hmm. We have flaws. Other people have flaws. We got to realize that other people have flaws. Other people, you got to let Everybody these expectations go. You just got to get to know people. And, and and when he said that, I was like, damn. You know, my expectations for a nigga is probably why I'm still single. <laughs> can't, or can't keep a man for longer than three months. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> bitch. It's like, let me. I, and, I, and, I got, and I was just so emotional. I had a ball of emotions listening to this. Because it's like, damn. Oh, yeah. I was glued. And it's just. And I'm glad I said I that I just to you. never, ever, ever would have thought Will Smith Me either. and Jada. You would think the life would be so imperfect, but you got two totally different people. You got somebody who loves the light of of everything he's been through, and you got little Jada who just likes to make a movie, bitch, and go back to the country. Jada wants to live a regular life. Will, Will, Will wants and thinks that this is the the, the big life and the, the people being in their household and them having this huge house is just what yep. his family wanted, but it's not. It's not what Jada wanted. Nope. At all. And she states that. And, and I mean, baby, it's just, it was just a word in itself. 
you, I mean, if you all have the opportunity, please go look at the Red Table Talkers on Facebook. It's very good. It's very informative. It's educational. You can take a lot from it. You have to really listen and feed. Take motherfucking notes. You take notes at church that you don't go by. So you may as well take notes on Facebook. You highlight the Bible just with, to play with that word. Just to play. And you even got the app that you highlight shit in in different colors that you don't go back and refer to. Get on Facebook. The shit that you stay on all motherfucking week. Get on Facebook and make some notations because this is some real shit. And they they, they talk a the Red Table Talk, this segment within itself speaks so many different types of volume. It speaks about the part of relationship. It talks about commitment. It shows you how you have to be open-minded. And that's I feel like that's not just in a relationship with someone you want to call your lifelong partner. It's period. Best friend. Period. It's trying period. to build a better... If, you, if your father's been absent and y'all trying to build a relationship, be open-minded to know that like there are going to be things about your dad you might not like and things about him that about you that he doesn't like. But you guys have to be able to be able to work through whatever you're going through, especially with building a relationship. It's a fucking word. It's so. just a word. It's a word. It's really a word. You Listen to the shit, y'all. Go to Red Table Talk on Facebook. Listen to it. I don't have nothing else to say about it. So what else you, what's your that, closing remarks on this shit? Closing remarks is, listen, go on now. Red Table Talk. Listen. Listen. Take it in. Take your notes, bitch. Especially for the ones that are really trying to be relationships. Take the note. Because everything isn't going to be peaches and cream. Walks through the, the fucking field and just sunflowers and roses. It's not going to be like that. You have to learn how to accept people for who they are. Find out what makes the people happy in your family. Or what makes that... First, find out what makes that the person that you're trying to pursue happy. Find out what makes them happy. And go from there. You can't build off of what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You, you have, have to, to. If you know what you, if you know what your happiness is, then you won't have an issue with trying to find out someone else's. Make sure you're good first before you try to. Because get to Jay, ooh, Jada said, "If I don't love myself, how the fuck?" She didn't say how the fuck, but that's what the fuck I'm okay. gonna say. How the fuck do I expect somebody else to love, love who me. I am? Mm-hmm. Like who the fuck I am? If How? I'm going to tear myself down, if I'm going to look ragged, if I'm going to talk bad about if myself, gonna, what make me think you're supposed to and she do says, the opposite? How, we, we take... And we and we, we take so many expectations from other people mm-hmm. to have for ourselves. Like, you don't even have those expectations for yourself. Why do you think someone else is going to have those expectations for, for you? you? This is a word, y'all. We could go on about this We sure can. Forever. Okay. And that's it for the flashback of 2018 for the Black Tea Pie. I appreciate y'all. Always, always continue to listen to us. And we will see you hoes back January 7, 2019. Happy New Year, hoes!